0: Namaste everyone. So on uh, behalf of everyone here at Indic Academy, welcome and good evening. Good evening to some of you. To some of you, it's a very early good morning in uh, Bharat. My name is Archana Sunil and your moderator for today's um, Dose of Enlightenment. First, a very happy 74th Swatantrata Divas to all Bharatiyas. And what a perfect occasion to discuss free will versus destiny in Sanatana Dharma. Sanatana dharma, also known as Hinduism, um, as we know, allows for free exchange of ideas. And as with everything else, we've heard that Hinduism is fatalistic, and we've also heard that Hinduism is all about free will. Um, Is it really a clear case of black and white, or is it gray depending on variables, Is it limited in freedom? Uh, So to dive into these questions, we have today two panelists who will bring two different perspectives, uh, two very practical perspectives, a management professional and an astrologer. So we have Amiga Natra, who is an engineer and alumni of um, IIM Ahmedabad. She has over 14 years of experience working across four continents with uh, employers such as Bain & Company and Ami is an ardent yoga practitioner, a certified yoga instructor, and a student of Sanskrit and Indic wisdom. In her free time, she loves exploring people, places, and cultures. She blogs her travelogues and musings at uh, dharmorakshatirakshitaha.wordpress.com. Welcome, Amiji.
1: Namaste. Thank you, Arsula. we very, very happy to be here and a
0: very happy Independence Day to all my fellow Indians and um, American friends out there. Super. And then we have Ashwini Sahastrupudde, who is a merit ranking chartered accountant and a CPA. Ashwini Ji has been a finance professional for over 25 years and is a recipient of several awards in the corporate financial industry. She has spent over a decade as an astrologer and a tarot consultant, helping individuals recognize their strengths, blind spots, and karmic balances via empirical astrology. Welcome, Ashwiniji. Namaste, Archanaji. Namaste to all Bharatiyas, and a very happy Independence Day to all.
2: Thank yes. you.
0: Super. Now, Ashwini Ji, uh, before we dive in, I have to tell you this. I've had at least a handful of people ask me, what is empirical astrology? So <laughs> is, there, is that a whole different science? Can you tell us real quickly what, what you mean by empirical astrology? Sure. See,
2: empirical means what can be observed, seen, noted, measured, you know. So for mm. thousands of years, our sages uh, used to note down the effects of stars and planets in the lives of people. And that's how emerged the Hora Shastra or the Predictive Astrology or the Father Jyotish. And they say Parashar, uh, uh, Hora Shastra is the oldest and Parashar was at the time of Mahabharata. So probably 7,500 7, years old. And uh, empirical basically means I have clients with me for over 10 years now. So when I note down what are the possibilities in their lives, I also note down why I'm saying so. And then I can track it, you Know what actually happened. Versus what I had predicted. That's
0: why I call it empirical. I see. So it's so it's measurable, is what you're saying. It's it's measurable. It's trackable. So super. we can. Tra- <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So with that, uh, should we just jump into the questions uh, we have so far? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Super. <laughs> All right. So here's the first question. If present is the outcome of our past actions or inactions, Mm -hmm. which we call karma, Mm -hmm. right? And if present actions and inactions also determine our future, Mm -hmm. does our past have an influence on the choices we make in the present and in what way? Um, Amiji, you
1: want to go first? Sure. uh, let me let me talk about it from a very system perspective. Yeah? How do we think? Um, there's a saying, we say, a burned child dreads fire. The first experience of the child has been with the fire. That memory has stayed in his mind. And next time he sees the fire, he is going to, depending on his past memory, decide whether he wants to go near the fire or go away from it. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's one example. Second, human beings is one thing. See how intelligent systems work. Google, first time you search something, it's fine. It will show you whatever is answered. Next time, it knows what you clicked. And it will throw up things depending on what you had seen before. Hmm. And what do we call this? We call it intelligent systems. So in any self-sustaining intelligent system, you will have an aspect of memory where the past will leave impressions and depending on those impressions, you will make choices of the future. Oh, I see. Now there is a catch here. There are multiple impressions that get, get made over time, right? So for a future choice, how do you decide and which impression do you pick? That becomes a question. I take a very simple example. There's a cigarette. Somebody tried a cigarette, they got a lot of pleasure out of it. That's one memory mm-hmm. impression. But there has been a con- there has been a bombardment that oh cigarette is not good for you. You have seen others suffer, right? Mm-hmm. Now the second time the cigarette comes in front of me, I have both those memories in my mind. Which one do I allow to decide my action? Is it the the pleasure factor or the knowledge that it's not good for me? So that determines my present action coming from the past. That's how I would put it.
0: So you're saying there's some uh, residual memory that influences the choice we make in, in the present.
1: Absolutely. Actually, it plays a major role unless and until a person is so aware that we can leave behind the past and completely look at things from what they are, which usually doesn't happen. Most of us would depend
0: on what we know, right? Got it, Not just got intuition. It. So so there is some prior knowledge uh, happening. Got it. Ashwini ji, what do you
2: have? Yeah, excellent. I mean, I'll take this forward, you know. Uh, so, uh, Yog Vasishtha is a document where uh, which documents Vasishtha's teachings to Ram to elevate him in his spiritual journey. And he quotes, you know, the fruition of self-effort by which we experience the good and evil of our past action is called Daivam or Fate. He goes mm-hmm. further to explain that the self-effort, you know, we are talking of free will here, the self-effort can be categorized into two categories. One is all of all the past births, and one of the current life. Both counter interact with each other. Whichever is more powerful, triumphs. So he very clearly uh, kind of distinguishes. And Sanatana Dharma, we believe in uh, reincarnation. We believe in the cycle of birth and death. And how does and the karma cycle, you know, and how does karma get created? So there are three fundamentals, according to me, of Hindu Sanatan Dharma, which is Achar Sahishnita, which is end, uh, endurance in conduct. Vichara Swatantra, free will, freedom of choice, freedom of thought, Mm -hmm. and Niti Dharma Drudata, which is conviction, conviction in the Niti Dharma, conviction in the righteousness. And that's how karma gets created, you know. And when I, as an astrologer, when I start to analyze any horoscope, the first thing I do is to uh, calibrate the personality of the client. So his possible strengths, weaknesses, uh, likes, dislikes, capabilities, potentialities, etc., what kind of choices he's likely to make because of his inherent you know personality that he has got from the previous life i call this the karma balance sheets i am also in finance so i'm kind of <laughs> a karma balance sheet so right. the balance sheet will have equity and uh, assets you know so i say the equity is what we, our purva sanchit you know what we have got from our past lives from our past births. the the asset is us you know the the, the b- body the mind intellect the emotions the convictions so And that's what we come with. That's our uh, opening balance, you know. This Mm -hmm. life that we are leading with all our, uh, you know, responsibilities, duties, passions creates karma. And that's that I map it to the profit and loss account. So at the end of this life of ours, suppose the balance is good karma. It's a profit. It will get added to the equity. If it's a loss, it gets reduced from the equity and the balance gets carried forward. So the, the cycle of life and death continues. So uh so you know it keeps on continuing that's that's what I think oh,
0: wow that's that's interesting okay okay very good analogy thank you so much that's super. excellent um, and uh, so if, if we move, if we look into Itihasa, right um, I'm looking for an example maybe one of you can pick Ramayana and the other can pick Mahabharata where, can you give us an example from each of those that he says where, where free will was exercised? Uh, and what I mean by that is I want to understand, or we want to understand how the outcome may have been different if in, in this particular example that you may have, mm-hmm. if free will had not been exercised. So I'm trying to, un- so an example of where free will was exercised and what the outcome may have been if it wasn't exercised.
2: Mm-hmm. So perhaps
0: Ashwiniji, you can go first. Maybe you can pick Ramayana Mahabharata. Do you have some example in mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, there are plenty, but let's pick uh, the example of uh, Sita. Okay. So when Dashrath uh, sentenced uh, Ram for 14 years exile on the insistence of Kaikai, he gave an option to Sita. He said, you know, you need not drag yourself uh, with me. You can stay in the the palace, you know, and uh, do not uh, take any efforts to come with me and lead a life in the forest. Uh, Right. No, so, Vashishta had uh, plans to make her, crown her as a queen in Ram's absence for 14 years. However, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are some verses, you know, in the Ramayana. And uh, she chose uh, to actually, she wanted to follow Swadharma. She chose to be with Ram because she wanted to be with Ram. So though she had an option, though they were all very, you know, okay with her staying back, she chose to go with Ram. And had she not, Ramayana, we wouldn't be talking
0: Ramayana. <laughs> That's right. So I had she not, then she
2: wouldn't have
0: thought of taking her. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Amiji, what about you? Do you have an example, say, yeah. from the Mahabharata? Yeah, I'll take a Mahabharata example. Um, yeah. So um, let's
1: take two people in Mahabharata. Vidur and uh, Bhishma. Now when, okay. let's take only one incident of that, which was when Draupadi was humiliated by the Kauravas, Right. Both of them were sort of employees of the Hastinapur Empire. One chose and said, chose to oppose whatever was going on, In not bothering about what would happen to him. Right? He said, "I will. I don't think this is right." So Vidur said, "I don't think whatever is going on is right, and this should not happen." And he used his free will eventually and said, "I will not even fight the war." What did Bhishma do? Bhishma also had that choice, but he chose to tie himself up in the pratigya that he had taken, the oath he had taken. So while he had the free will to say, fine, oath Oath is good enough, I can still exercise my free will and do what is right. He chose to stick with his oath. Now, had he not chosen to stick with his oath, Mahabharata wouldn't have happened because he was a key key person. He and Karna were two people based uh, because of whom Duryodhan was so sure that he can fight the war. So, had Bhishma said that I'm not going to fight the war, Mahabharat wouldn't have happened.
0: Now, right,
2: sorry, Amiji, had Bhishma not taken the oath, also Mahabharat wouldn't have happened. Agree. That is also <laughs> a very good
0: point. Yes, actually, yes, actually, yes, all yes. the
2: characters, both in Mahabharat and Ramayana, are using their free will.
1: Depending Absolutely. on how they choose to see and define themselves, and that's the more important point. The freedom we have, but we constrain ourselves based on our own definitions
0: of ourselves more often than not. Got it. And in all of those cases, you're you're saying both of you seem to agree that uh, some some residual uh, memory from previous uh, karmas have play a role in whatever decisions they make or choices they may they may have made
2: as we as said the fundamentals are achar vichar and niti each one of them kind of based their actions on these three what got their it. what is going to be what they, their convictions are and the freedom of thought so everything was based on that and everything normally is based on this
0: got it got it okay now um, i'm a new student of the bhagavad gita and from what i've understood and correct me if i'm wrong Um, Shri Krishna tells Arjuna and indirectly is telling us that karma phalam is not in our control. Mm -hmm. Only the karma per se is something we have any say in. And uh, we're, we're, we're told that we dedicate our karma to the almighty and then accept all the karma phalam, which is not in our control, as prasadam. So... I'm sure we've all said this to our kids, right? Work hard and the results will show, correct? But many times we've also seen that the results are not proportionate to the hard work. So why then do we tell our kids, work hard, the results will show when we when we know that the karma palam is not in our control? So how how, how would you... How would you actually explain? Because I have my kids asked me that question, and I'm glad I have you guys here to help me explain that. So maybe Amiji first. Okay,
1: um, let me let me let me take a little bit of time to address this question because this is very interesting and very relevant as well, right? Yes. Um, let me start with an example. You know, uh, we have lots of youngsters here. Everybody's heard of Steve Jobs, Apple.
2: Okay. Right.
1: The Steve Jobs had a difficult childhood whatever, he got out of it, he founded Apple. When Apple was doing well, this man who founded Apple was sacked from Apple. He was thrown out. Just imagine, mm-hmm. the founder of the company is thrown out. It's mm-hmm. a huge setback, right? You have not got the follow of your karma. That's what one can say at that point. Okay. Ideally, people should have like uh, done puja of him for founding that. But he was sacked. What did he do? He said, fine, whatever. He went out and he found another equally good company, Pixar, for animations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Eventually, Apple took him back. Okay, that's one example. Second, Jack Ma, Alibaba. Everybody knows Alibaba and Jack Ma. Ten times he wrote to Harvard and was rejected. Ten times. Eventually, he did not get through Harvard. Now he goes to Harvard to give talks. But he did not get through Harvard. He mm-hmm. was rejected from 30 companies when he applied for a job. 30 companies. Even KFC rejected him. Yeah. Because wow. all that happened, he founded his own company. He, I mean, many other things that led to find founding of internet-related Aribaba and stuff, and look at him now. Okay? Right. So, question one. What is guaranteed success? Only what we want or something more than that? Or something True. less than that. Yeah. So what is the time frame of success? And what is the definition of success? Question one. Second, when Krishna says uh, karma fala is not in your control, why is he saying that? Of course, this question this comes from the words karman me te ma fadesh patajan. Correct. In the 18th chapter, Krishna actually explains that why is he saying what he's saying? It is not random. Krishna says Krishna doesn't say anything randomly, it's very logical. He says to do any activity to get a result, there are five factors. Panchayatani 18, 18, uh, uh, Mahabahu, chapter 18, shloka 13. Five factors. Which are these five factors? One is Adhisthan, Karta, Karan, uh, vidha Cheshta, and Pancham is Daivam. The destiny part is there, it's the fifth one. But there are four other factors. Which are these? Adhishthan. Now, Adhishthan can be considered as the environment. Say if you're doing a lab experiment. Yeah. So the lab environment in the lab, having all, all that. That is the Adhishtha, the subst- the substratum on which you base an activity. Then you have okay. the Karta. Who is doing it? Is he a qualified scientist? Or any other person is doing it? Then does he have the right apparatus? Karna. karan, Yeah. The right, right chemicals, right apparatus to do that experiment. And then fourth, does he know the right procedure to do that experiment, right? The Prithagvida Cheshta, the different activities that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Then fifth is the daiva. Daiva, which is destiny. Now you see today also in project management, we have, whenever we make a project plan, there is always either a contingency plan or a risk factor, right? That risk factor is what is actually daiva. But daiva is not in our control. The other four are, Right? So, unless and until those four are properly done, mm-hmm. how will we know whether the Daivam is going to support us or not? Only when we do an activity can we expect a result out of it where Daivam might have a role to play. Without doing, nothing will happen. If Jack Ma had not done and given up at that point, forget it, I'm not getting a job, mm-hmm. let me run away, like Arjun was trying to run away. Right? then the diver would not have played a part at all. So to trigger destiny also, you need to work. Right? Now, third part. Why is Krishna saying take it as a prasad? Yeah? Because a lot of times, what stops people from doing what they're doing is the fear of failure.
2: True.
1: Right? That is what stops people. Now, he is telling Krishna, Arjun that you don't worry about... Okay, Krishna, Arjun is more worried about losing his people. his. Right. Grand- father and all of that he's saying don't worry about that you do what you must do you know it's like there's a small child uh, when, when kids are small you put them on a tree and ask them to jump they jump they don't they not fear they don't care right Why? Right. somewhere they feel that my mother or my father will hold me they've asked me to jump they will hold me it's their concern and I jump I take that risk as we go as we grow we start taking all that only in our hands Right. And that is why we are both scared of losing, fear of losing out, fear of losing. And that is why he's saying, don't fear, don't worry, because you don't know what is going to happen. The, the, the beauty is in the process. The beauty is in doing what you do. You can do what you do to the best of your abilities and let things follow. Don't constrain yourself in your definition of success because you don't know how much more is out there. for you. So that's what I want to say.
0: So you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Okay. ji. Yeah.
2: Uh, see, uh, in, in the in the Gita, Krishna talks of three gunas, Sattva, Raja and Tama. So mm-hmm. he says a person with Sattvic gun will voluntarily give up the fruits. He is not attached to the fruits or the outcome of his uh, of his effort. A person mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Rajasic gun will do the effort, want the fruits. And a tamasic person is lazy, basically may not want to do anything. And he encourages each one of us to increase the Sattvikta in us. Right. Uh, the underlying, you know, the, the three takeaways for me from the teachings, the main key teachings are uh, nishkama karma yoga, anasakta karma yoga. So do your karmas, do what is the right thing to do, do your swadharma without being attached to the, uh, to the outcome. Second is equanimity. Practice equanimity. Samabuddhi. Sukha dukhe, Samekritwa, labha, labha, So be the same whether it is defeat, whether it is victory, whether it is gain, whether it is a loss. And the third thing he says be a sitapraddhi. So withdraw all your desires. Just like a turtle who withdraws all his body parts under his shell, a person mm-hmm. learn to withdraw his desires. So these are the three takeaways you know from Bhagavad Gita. And once once a person starts practicing that, uh, possibly, you know, it's easier to deal with. So it's not actually right to say that. It possibly our interpretation that efforts are not in, uh, if, I mean, the results are not matching the efforts. So we may be not right in actually matching them. We may have a very short-term view. You know, uh, mm. it's one year, la- last 10 years or 20 lifetimes, you know, where possibly we'll get there where we have to be. What is important is Adhisthana. What Amiji said, Adhisthana, having a dream, having a vision and pursuing it passionately is extremely important. And Krishna also says that I'm going to be with you throughout the journey, either as a Upadrishta, Anumanta, Bharata, Bhokta or a Maheshwar. If you just sit here doing nothing, he is Mm going to be an observer, Upadrishta. If you start making an attempt to do something, he is going to be Anumanta, he is going to nod his head, yes, go ahead. If we, uh, if we start really pursuing our dreams, working hard, doing our responsibilities, etc., he is going to be a bhakta. He is going to be protector in, in our journey. And uh, once we start enjoying the fruits of, uh, of our efforts, he is going to be the bhukta He will also enjoy it with us. But ultimately, he wants us to reach the satvikta where we give up the fruits. That is the time he will become Maheshwar with us. That is, we will become one with us or he will become one with us. So that's what he, throughout Bhagavad Gita, if you see, he says, Arjun, get up, yuddhakar, Arjun, get up, fight the war. Arjun, that's the right mm-hmm. thing. That is your Swadharma. You will win. He says that one, in one of the chapters also, you will win, but go and fight. Remove the moha, you know, remove that attachment. Also, you know, coming back to astrology, uh, when I analyze, there are certain charts which I get, which actually uh, I can see that this person is going to get things late. Like you know, career, relationship, marriage—it's going to be a little late in his or her life, or it's going to be a little less. But that's mm-hmm. what he's. But nobody's told anyone to you know kind of stop trying. So uh, in in that sense, uh, uh, as Amiji rightly said, also uh, the five things that she said, said you know, like adishtharam, karta, karanam, and Daivam. Uh, uh, I, I can tell you one small story on the Daivi part. You know, I feel that Daivam is also be, based on your karmas of the past. Daivi or Shakti also doesn't help, it uh, doesn't happen just like that. There's a small story, you know, Acharya Vinoba Bhave. So he was sitting near a mud poodle and uh, he saw a small worm trying to come out of that poodle. So he, he, he tried once, fell down, second time, three times, ten times. So Vinoba Ji, he put a small straw in the poodle. He uh, put a stick and with the help of the stick, the worm came out. Mm-hmm. So had the worm not been trying, Vinoba wouldn't have noticed. So, just because the worm was trying, all all kinds of uh, efforts he was trying to put, Vinoba saw it and put the straw. So, for the worm, that Daivi help was, Daivam was Vinoba. But mm-hmm. in trying, he would have been
0: sitting there and Vinoba would have been sitting here in the food That's true. That's true. That's true. So it's all, so you're you're both agreeing then that uh, what may what may be karma palam in my mind may not be what is the ultimate karma palam and therefore the effort needs to continue.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's talk of even only this current lifetime. You know, like every company has a corporate vision. They have a vision statement. They break it into right. a structure business plan, a ten-year plan, a five-year plan. They break it into an annual budget. This budget is uh, kind of. Uh, uh, monitored every month you know where are we versus where you want to be post corrections mm. what we need to also do in our current life and, we get there. and I will just add to what Ashanaji ji
1: you asked right karma phalam may not be may, may not be what we think it to be I think karma phalam is one aspect the thing is the journey of doing the career itself is a phalam in itself right because mm. think of it like you are every time we do any work, we are getting enriched. We are getting Correct. that experience. So that's yes. learning itself is a funnel of what we are doing too, right? We don't tend to... That's very true. It that way. Yeah, yeah
2: and that's fact, very yoga, true. Uh, in Yoga Vasishta uh, calls Daivam as fictitious. He calls fate as fictitious. He's <laughs> quoted... Whatever we call fate is
0: fictitious. So,
2: it's, yeah, it's a lot to do with your own, uh, you know,
0: Vasnas, mm. <laughs> got, got, got it, got it. And uh, moving on to the next question. Um, oh, women exercising free will. We, we uh, discussed Sitama. Do you guys have other examples from Itihasa where women have exercised free will other than Sita? We already talked about Sita. Amiji? Um,
1: okay. So actually, women have exercised free will throughout, right? Ramayana, not just Tita. Kaikai kai also exercised her free will. Yes. shurpadaka also exercised her free will when she went and complained to uh, uh, Ravana. Ravana. But I will. Uh, I want to talk about another beautiful story of Mahabharata, like Shakuntala. Yeah. So Shakuntala and Dushya. Shakuntala was, they say, a daughter of Vishwamitra and Melka. But that apart, she grew up in the uh, her, hermitage of uh, Rishi Kanva. Hmm. Now, when she was young, she was very pretty. The king of Hastinapur that time, Dushan, he came to the forest. Yeah. He came to the forest. They saw each other. They fell in love. Now, at that point, Rishi Kanwar was away. Uh, you know, we talk about that Indians only arrange marriage. That's what we say, right? But that's not so true. We are talking about like centuries,
0: right.
1: and <laughs> centuries ago. They fell in love and they got married. Married in the sense they... Uh, they consummated the marriage because it is called Gandharva Vivah, and both of them were felt very strongly about it. Okay, So because Dushyant had stayed there for some time and then he went away. Dushyant was like, I will send somebody to uh, get you to my palace. Hmm. Now he goes away and in the meanwhile, Shakuntara becomes pregnant. So why right. it was her own choice. Yeah, She was not duped into this. It was her choice to get married to Dushyant. Then the baby came but Dushyant, no sign of Dushyant at all. So, when the baby, which is, who is Bharat, from whom Mahabharat comes, Bharat, mm-hmm. when he was, I think, 11 or 12 years old, uh, Shakuntala, Rishi karma they went to uh, Dushyant. He didn't come, but they decided to go themselves, right? Shakuntala didn't, like, sit in her ashram and cry all day. She went sure. and they, and she said that, you know what, you've forgotten me, but I'm your wife, and this is your son. Now, Dushyant initially refuses to even uh, acknowledge them, or even... Uh, you know, identify yeah. them. she yeah. doesn't remember them. Um, and, you know, Karidas has a version where Shakuntala is shown very, you know, pitiable woman, but in the Mahabharata version of the story, she is one strong woman. She actually fights. I mean, not, not in a bad way, but she tells Rishan right. that you don't have the right to speak to a woman like that, especially the one who's your wife. And you will have to accept your son. And it's a huge dialogue that goes on between them wow. in the full assembly. Eventually, they say that, you know, the daivat happened, somebody from the top said that, yeah, yeah, you know, she's right, and they get the ring back, all of that. But the thing is, mm-hmm. Shakuntala took the initiative to do what she must do. She was not sitting and crying in the hermitage because Dushyant didn't come back. She did not just turn around and come back because Dushyant refused to accept her, right? Got it. Got it. So that mm-hmm. is clearly free will because of which Mahabharat happened. No Bharat, no Mahabharat.
0: So, That's right. <laughs> Very true. That is true. Uh, Sriji, you have another example or are you good with Sita? See, no, uh, actually, there
2: are many, you know. There is isn't the 100s, is you have Savitribai Phule, you have Anandi Gopal Doshi, the first woman practitioner, uh, medical practitioner. Savitribai Phule was the first uh, woman, uh, you know, she, uh, for, uh, the lady who uh, built the first woman school for, for girls, you know, at that point. Right, 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 I right, right, right. There are many such examples, but let me talk of Ahalya you know, in the uh, Ramayan times. So, Ahalda was the devoted wife of Sage Gautam. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, this is an example of a bad free will and a good free will. So, free will can be exercised in, in a righteous manner and a non-righteous manner also. She has done both. Sure. So, she uh, she kind of got tempted to go with Indra one day and she did that. So, she exercised her free will, went with Indra and realized a mistake. Of course, Sage Gautam re- denounced de- her. I mean, kind of, he said... I. Uh, do, do deep sadhana, do deep penance. She realized her mistake and she did a great deep sadhana and penance. And not only won sage Gautam back, but also exalted her to the status of ativratas. You know, we have those five. Right, 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 right. So she you know, exalted to that. And another example I want to give is uh, Jizabai, Shivaji Raja's mother. Now, uh, Shivaji Raja's father was a Sardar at the, at the Nizams and then Adil Shah also. And so mm-hmm. they had a princely life and uh, Jizabai could have continued to you know, live uh, a nice royal life with him. But she couldn't bear the Mughal invasion. She just couldn't bear to uh, see uh, the Maharashtra and the entire country getting devastated because of Mughal invasion. So she planted the seeds of Hindavi Swaraj. In, in her son's uh, mind, you know, in her son's heart, that is Shivaji's heart. And not only right. did she do that, she also made sure that he got trained accordingly by, you know, say, Dadoji Kondev or his other uh, other, uh, other masters or colleagues or whoever. So I, I'm deeply inspired by Jizai Bai actually. Um, it, in her, uh, Kind of uh, making Shivaji.
0: Yes, you are right there. It's it's innumerable, the examples of uh, women mm. exercising free will. That's very true. Yeah. Now, um, I know there are lots of scriptures that address this topic of free will, right? Do you each have, say, an example of a verse that's inspired you? Perhaps you could share that verse with us and what it means. Sure. Ashneji? Uh, uh, do you want me to go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, or maybe you should take a take a breath maybe uh, Ami Ji, go no i can i can go ahead okay. See,
2: see uh, after reciting the entire bhagavad gita so krishna talks of dhyana yoga sankhya yoga karma yoga uh, uh, you know uh, bhakti yoga and all the yogs. finally at the end of the chapter end of the 18th chapter he says Itita gnanam akhyatam guhyat guhyataram maya itit gnanam akhyatam guhyataram maya so, uh, hey, Arjuna, I have given you a very complex knowledge. I have, uh, this is not easily available to everybody. Uh, then he says, Vimrusheta dasheshena Shena Chasi Tathakuru. Vimrusheta dasheshena Shena Tathakuru, which means now you understand what I have told you. You try to uh, think about it and then do what you think is right. So ultimately he says, exercise your free will and do what you think is right. At the end of God. all, entire Bhagavad Gita, the last thing he tells Arjun, exercise your freedom, based on what you think is right. And wow. what more than that can be, you know.
0: Right, very true, very true. Super.
2: Also, this bootstrapping. Uh, one very, uh, uh, you know, we heard corporate, corporations bootstrapping. You try to get yourself out of a particular situation. Mm-hmm. There have a beautiful shloka in Bhagavad Gita. Atman, atmanam, natmanam, yeta. atmano bandur, so, the Atma is uh, use your div- the divine strength of your Atma to uplift yourself. Atma can be your best friend and Atma can be your worst enemy. So, it's we who can help us, you know, like
0: that. God. Hmm. Amiji? Yeah. I,
1: I, I love that shloka. Uh, and throughout, right, Krishna says you have to fight your own battle. I can only mm. be a Sarathi. I will exactly. not fight for you. You have to fight yes. for yourself. I think that's the beautiful shloka, Ashwati. Um, I want to take a shlok from Rahadaranya Upanishad. Uh, It doesn't directly talk of free will, but it represents generally what the Sanatani philosophy talks about free will, yeah? Or the desire to do work. So it says, kama may evam, eva ayam purushaha, yatha kamo bhavati tat kratur bhavati. Yat kratur bhavati karma karma it says purush either you can think of it as man or it's the atma what uh, ashwri ji said atmaya so it says what our atma or our self what we are it's driven by our desires the desires that we have according to that will be our resolve whatever will be our result, we will act according to that. That is the motivating factor, right? We need to be driven by something to act. Correct. So mm-hmm. that will be uh, our motivating factor. So, and whatever you do that, so accordingly, you will achieve. Accordingly, you will reach your goal or accordingly you will achieve depending on what you have done. So this comes in Brahadaranyak Upanishad. Yeah. So even much before Gita, the philosophy has been exactly that. That there is an act, there is an aspect of daiva, which actually, as ashwini Ji said, right, is also based on your past karmas. So it is not right. that it is out of nowhere that somebody sitting out there is deciding and giving you that. It is also based on your past karmas. You, and even now, what you become is based on what you do. So we can never Correct. forget. Yad tad bhavati, that is another thing which is there. And I want to say one, I want to uh, bring this very beautiful Subhashita because I think it's very relevant here. It says, mm-hmm. With one wheel, the ratha, the chariot cannot run, right? You need mm-hmm. two wheels for a chariot. That unless and until a man makes effort, Daivam by itself cannot do anything.
2: Ah, You have to use Mm
1: -hmm. your effort to
0: trigger your daivam also. Got it. Got it. I had once, uh, I I, I can't remember which, uh, I read somewhere once that in the analogy of driving, uh, there's a nail in the wall and how much effort you need to put to pull the nail out depends on how deep the nail is inside the wall. And we don't know how deep it is. Our job is to just keep 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 putting the effort to pull it out so that makes sense yeah
2: mm.
0: now um, so this is all with sanatana dharma and our philosophy you know i you know in general like if you take the major religions of the world right um, i think it's fair to categorize them broadly as you know abrahamic religions and the dharmic religions right um, jainism buddhism Hinduism. So do you in in based on your readings and learnings, do you see any how how do the Abrahamic religions handle free will, destiny compared to uh the Dharmic religions? Amiji?
1: Um uh, you, uh, you know, wherever there is a concept of um, punishment and reward it assumes an amount of free will on its own, right? Because you cannot be punished for what you have not done. So this is true for everything. You will be punished only if you can have the agency of what you do. The difference is in the degree of free will and the uh, and how, who is allowed the free will. Yeah? So if you see in Sanatana Dharma, It is not as if if you worship Krishna, you have free will. If you worship Shiva, you don't have free will. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. Even in Gita, Krishna says, whoever, whatever way wants to worship anybody, if they do it well, they will get what they want. Okay. It doesn't matter that you, it's not as if you have to worship any one person. Now, what happens in Abrahamic religion is that the concept of us versus them is much stronger, as I understand. And, you know, based on my understanding of things. There are people, if you believe, say, in Christianity for the Ten Commandments, then you will be uh, liberated. You will be salvaged. Right? If you don't believe, then you are already doomed forever. Similarly, we have the concept of kafir and non-kafir. So, mm-hmm. if you do not believe in the book, you are doomed forever. So, already that Free will is gone because of just you're not believing in something, right? So, the free will, even the punishment and reward, is only based on people who are within that framework of the believers, not for anybody else.
0: So, the definition itself varies. One, the definition exactly, itself, is, okay, yeah, got
1: it. that, that's one big difference. I think the other is also the degree of free will, right? Like, as Ashwati uh, said, you do what you want, and accordingly, will be your result. In Abraham, wherever there are religions of the book it becomes more like do what is in the book now whether oh, it's God. correct not correct morally right not morally right all that is not your concern at all as long as you do what is in the book you are you can get heaven or not get heaven now i'm putting it very simplistically yeah i'm sure correct. there will be more nuances to it around correct. that but broadly from an external perspective of abrahamic religions this is how it looks to me. it's Gosh. easier to follow because I don't have to think too much about what is good or not good, right? I do what is told to me. It's much easier. For us, it's a lot more mental uh, activity to figure out. And we are always in this ethical dilemma. Which and like
0: you said, even with free will, there is uh, the right way to use free will and the, the not right way to use free will. Right. Uh, ji
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, I completely agree. Uh, monotheist religions, as we call them, the Abrahamic religions, religion. And, uh, yeah. Campbell uh, defines them very nicely. You know, he says Judaism is the God's chosen race. They call themselves the God chosen. Uh, Islam is, of course, the uh, religion of the book, uh, the Holy Quran. I've read Quran, by the way, uh, almost 80%, but yeah, uh, some other time. And mm-hmm. Christianity is uh, salvation through community, that is follow Jesus. So that's what they are. And it is, yes, uh, it is this way or the highway. So in that sense, they really strangulate free will. Vis-a-vis Sanatana Dharma. Yes, there are within Sanatana Dharma, we have uh, Jainism, Buddhism, Sikhism, which are offshoots of our Dharma. In some way, they are a little restrictive, but our Dharma is actually complete free will and karma. I mean, it's a, you want to do Saguna Bhakti, Saguna Bhakti. You want to do Nirguna Bhakti, Nirguna Bhakti. Duality, non-duality, Dvaita, Advaita. advaita. I mean, Dvaita is, this is God and this is me. Advaita is, this is the ocean, I am a drop in it. So, me, there's not much difference between me and God. Uh, you choose any God, as Amiji said, you know, you can uh, worship Krishna, Lakshmi. You need not worship, worship gods. You can worship planets, stars, you can worship Shani there, you can worship Surya there, you can worship moon, sun, right. stars. So, there is a huge, huge free win. And, basically, Sanatan Dharma, we all, believes that we all are on a karmic wheel. So, Imagine a 100-story building. I'm, I'm probably on the first floor. You might, might be on the fifth floor. Somebody may not, not have even reached the building. But all of us are on, on that spiritual journey and the ultimate aim is moksha, liberation. Right. Uh, that's, right. Uh, and, and there are so many ways to achieve it. There's not just one right
0: way. Got it. And um, on the topic of uh, Varna, right, which is a much contested topic these days, Uh, I often hear that, you know, um, Hinduism doesn't allow you to choose which Varna you're born into. um, And hence, you cannot have a choice in which direction your life goes because you can choose which Varna you you are born into. Are the two even related? Uh, And if they are, in what way? So you want me to take that? Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, Hinduism, I don't think binds anybody from it, uh, to any varna, you know. In fact, Krishna gita says that I have created the four varnas based on a gun and karma. So, chatur Varnaya maya guna karma vibhagasha. So, based on qualities and deeds, I have created the varnas. In fact, there mm-hmm. are uh, qualities prescribed which are a must for each varna. So, karma sabhavajam. So, to be a vaishya, one needs to be practicing farming one needs to be taking care of cows cattle one needs to be ha- have entrepreneurial skills you know then karma uh, shud- sapi is for which means uh, paricharika paricharika is a nurse so anybody who has a quality of dedication who is trustworthy who is skilled in the and who wants to work for the welfare of humanity is a shudra and uh sanatan dharam doesn't restrict anyone you know that you must follow this because you are born There are so many examples in history like Dron, Valmiki, Vishwamitra. They've changed their Varnas. Dron was a Brahmin uh, who became a Kshatriya. Vishwamitra was born a king who became a a Rishi. Valmiki was a thief who became a Rishi. Krishna also, you know, Krishna has played uh, all the roles. So, as a strategist to Pandavas, he was a Brahmin. As, a, uh, as as a character arjuna's charioter uh, he was a vaishya as a gopalak he was a vaishya he fought wars as a kshatriya and uh, in the yeah, conducted by yudhishthira he was doing the dishes of the invitees so he was a shudra there and uh, arjuna ji you me, ami ji we play all different roles right like i am born in one family in a family but i'm doing accounting and finance all my life as a sure. professional I am doing dishes and uh, cooking for the children. I am doing a agnihota in my house every evening. And uh, here we are trying to burst the myths of Sanatan Dharma as intellectual kshatriyas. So I think right, there is a right. contradiction. No yes, in the last 200 years, there was a vikruti, I would say, that came about. Either the untouchability, etc. But yeah. I think that no. trap us into, or kind of typecast us into, you know, varnas or casteism or
0: nothing like that. I think we are, are beyond it already now. Yes, and uh, it's, and there is absolute freedom or free will for mobility between the varna, so there's really Excellent. not that. Yeah, yeah. Amiji, what's your take? Um,
1: um, you know, when we say peop- a person is born with varna, so what is varna? Varna is a color. One mm-hmm. meaning of varna is color. Mm-hmm. Color, as uh, Ashwini Ji has been talking about prakriti, right? Raja, every a person is born with a set of qualities, right? Not just us, yeah. not just in Hinduism, everywhere, right? We come up, we come with a DNA. That DNA gives us a predilection an inclination towards certain things, what we like, what we don't like. We come with right. those sort of sorts of things ingrained in us, anybody, not mm-hmm. just a Hindu, right? What, what has happened in Sanatan Dharma is they said that people typically have such and such and such qualities and these qualities can be mapped to certain professions, which were the key professions of those times. Okay. So that's how it started. Now, if a person is great at business, he was doing business. Right. And we say that, you, you know, sometimes we say that the person has blood in his business. Right. Right, you know, right. Because they, they have seen it all their rights And they also do good at it because maybe they have that inherent property to do that. Now varna is those categorizations based on professions and qualities. That's how it was. So now, there if I'm born in a Vaishya family, but if I have intellectual capability, I can be a can be a Brahmin. Later on, what happened is that varna became a community specific, that is jati, right? Yeah. Now jatis then started having their own professions because knowledge was passed from person to person to person within the family right obviously they did better at it like even now as we see doctors family more likely the person will become a doctor and even succeed
0: that's how it right. was
1: even more at that time so varna is not exactly jati though varna is related to jati okay now jati itself are not just four there are so many types of intermixing happening and jati is happening for example right. Karna, they call him suta right typically the uh, the image of a suta is because of the TV series in our head is that he's a Shudra, lower caste. Now, you know, Suta is a mix of Brahmin and Kshatriya. Oh, Brahmin wow. and
0: Kshatriya.
1: Think of it. Can it be a lower caste even from the current standards? Right? Actually, so you should stop calling it
2: upper and lower anymore. True, no, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly. exact, very, very good point, right? Yeah. It's not a no, or lower. It's all horizontal. Longer. Yeah. This is horizontal. Yeah. This is the quality you have. Do this profession. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? And if you so, can multitask, do multi professions, no
1: problem. So that's how the Jati thing came about and it became a monopoly and going forward within Jati is whoever had the power, whoever had the money started probably there was a lot more discrimination and stuff. And there are traditions because of which people want to stay within the Jati. So yes. Varna are the qualities you're born with, which all of us are. Now, does that right. determine your future? I don't think so. Let's take examples from today. What is the jati, so to say, of Narendra Modi? He's a Shudra. Yeah, <laughs> what is the jati of a president? Kovid? he's a Dalit, like a Varna, if you have to say that, uh, given in the yeah, not even right. a Shudra. What is the, What was the jati of Sardar Patel, Ballabhai Patel, the Iron Man of India? We are talking about pre independence. He's a Shudra, he's a Patel doing uh. So, Shudras, then they, some of them started taking up Vaisha businesses, but he's a Shudra, right? Let's go back in history. Chandragupta Maurya, this comes from a family of people who do, took, took care of peacocks. So, again, Shudra. Nandas, they were not kshatriyas either, right? So many kingdoms in the south were not So, this thing where we are made to believe that Varna, no mobility is absolutely belongs. Was there an issue with discrimination? Yes, it happened later on. And That's is true. it that only Brahmins oppress uh, Dalits? No, no, no. It's not that also. Within that also, there are. Because inherently, human beings are tribal in nature. Should we do something about it? Yes. We are as a country as well. And there has been that awakening as well. Because, as I said, we don't say that book if it's written in the book, that is true, right? We question, we improvise, we move on. So, does Varna determine is is like
2: doomed? Does a varna doom you for life? Not at all. We have mm-hmm. thousands of examples also. In fact, in awesome. Bhagavad Gita, there was a common minimum program, you know, common minimum program of the duties that each varna had to do. Ahimsa, lobhata. So you need to practice non-violence, truth, non-stealing, freedom from right. life, desire. So uh, I mean, this is this uh, varna or this jati is also very recent. Earlier, it was all on the qualities or the inclinations. Krishna says, Shriyan swadharma viguna. Follow your swadharma. Follow what naturally comes to you. Follow your passion. That's what God. everywhere we see, you know, in the ancient uh, narratives." And so because you were a shudra, it was not as
1: if you couldn't achieve moksha or you couldn't achieve liberation. Correct. That's also right. not true. It was available to everybody. And then yes. let me, I want to also talk about this incident from Mahabharata because people need to know about it. There is an incident called Nahush Prashna. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, They are all in the forest. Uh, Bhim, they are staying in Balwas in the forest and Bhim gets caught by a snake. This snake is named Nahush and Nahush then calls, uh, so Yudhishthir comes looking. So the snake says, only if you answer my questions will I let uh, Bhima go. One of the questions he asked is that what if a shudra has brahmin like qualities and a brahmin has shudra like qualities then what happens right duryodhan uh, sorry yudhishthira very very kata- categorically states that is it is only the actions that a person does determines whether he's a brahmin or a shudra or a kshatriya or a whatever yeah and again it's not good or bad it's what you are right if you do bad things you are bad if you do good things you are good even if you're brahmin if you do bad things you're bad and as a shudra, you do good things. You have brahman like qualities, and you can
0: do what you want, how you want to. So all in all, um, whatever varna one is born into. First of all, varnas are all horizontal; they're not vertical. The, I think the problem started as soon as they went from horizontal to vertical in in the way they were listed. Um, so so no matter which varna one is born into, there's absolute complete free will and freedom to to. Switch out of it and do what your what your nature asks you to do, your uh, personal nature. Got it. All just, right, and uh, now. I say
1: one thing. So one is varna and one is jati, yeah.
0: So jati, jati is different, yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, but varna is your own qualities. So you are born with those qualities, right? So varna says Brahmin has xx proportion of Sattva rajas Mm-hmm. X proportion of Satya Samas makes you a Kshatriya. Now, if an XX proportion, which is a Kshatriya-like proportion is born in a Vaishya Jati. Yeah. He will do the Kshatriya-like activities or he can from a Varna perspective. Right. Jati right. perspective, it becomes a little more limited, a little more constrained, or it started becoming as we moved ahead in the time.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, looking at the next question we're up at a few more minutes okay so um what is given all this topic with free will destiny you know uh, what is your message each of you can you take a couple of minutes to a uh, uh, message to graduating students from high school from college etc about uh, um how they should be viewing their actions you know in terms of free will destiny how much emphasis should should they place on destiny and How much emphasis should they place on will? Can you give them some parting advice? uh,
2: I'll just give a quote, you know, again from Upanishad, uh, very similar to what Amiji said. So you are what your deep driving desire is. As is your desire, so is your will. As is your will, so are your deeds. And as are your deeds, so is your destiny. So there's a huge choice of free will available. Only thing I feel is while exercising that, one needs to be conscious of righteousness, conscientiousness, resilience, patience, and try to avoid uh, falling prey to overconfidence or instant gratification. Also, uh, kind of have a self-doubt, you know, kind of contemplate. Think if you're doing the right thing at every stage of what you're doing is what I think. And uh, there is no... uh, uh, no power than right action in the present. So one must uh, take a recourse to self-effort, grinding one's uh, one's teeth, you know, and overcoming evil by good and fate by present effort. So ultimately, you know, even the hunter has to go hunting. You know, the the deer doesn't uh, come to his mouth. So uh, right... There's nothing possible without rigorous effort is what I I would like to, you know, continue.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Amiji.
2: I would say, um,
1: remember that you all have the free will to choose. The problem is not that. The problem is how you choose, right? You can choose based on your impulses, pure pressure. Just because somebody has something, I want to do something. Just because it looks cool, I want to do something. That's one way of doing things. Or I want it because I like it. Simple example. I know cigarette is not good for me, but it gives me pleasure. I have the free will to smoke, so I will smoke. That is a use of free will too. The other use of free will is to use your buddhi. To use our buddhi and say what is good for us. What is good for us? What is good for our family? What is good for the society? So free will you have. How do you choose based on only emotions, pleasures, short term thinking or using buddhi self-control to do what is good for all of us in the long term. Point one. Point two. We have all been talking about this that eventually daivam can only help if we work, if we have that effort. In uh, Gita, Krishna says, yoga karma su Strive yes. for excellence. Whatever you do, do it well. Because if you do it well, you will, whatever be the result, you will have the satisfaction of having given your best and enjoying the journey and learning the most from it. The process that of this life is to enrich ourselves with as many learnings and as many experiences. So strive for excellence in what you do. Excellence can only come if you use your bhuti well and you can you have a sort of self-discipline. So, you know, it's cool to say my way or highway. way. But eventually, doesn't work because there is still an aspect of diver. one. And second, unless you do the effort, you won't get it. So I'm repeating myself, but I want to.
0: But that's how important that is. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Joseph yeah. Campbell says, you know, Joseph Campbell says that passion will move men beyond themselves and their shortcomings. Absolutely. And I says that I have no special talent. I am passionately, only passionately curious. So, so in Gita, in Krishna says That is the driving force, you know. Absolutely. Gita Krishna says,
1: right? So, what is the sattvic quality of a- action? Dhriti utsaha samavinta. So, dhriti utsaha. Firmness and excitement, resolve, hope, passion. That is important in whatever you do. Yoga ha karma su kaushalam. Never forget that. Strive for excellence. And my last point have gratitude. Destiny might, I mean, we say it comes from our past karma, right? But we did not we are not born with the awareness of our past families. We are born in a family. We are born to certain parents. Things have happened in our life. like we say, bad things you know happened and we had no control. even good things have happened for which we have had not no control. So accept that, acknowledge that and have gratitude. Having gratitude is very, very important because then it will tell us what matters to us in life more absolutely. Things. So three things. Absolutely. And,
2: and gratitude uh, just, for even uh, just, what we uh, consider. Achyavaji, just one thing, you know, whenever something wrong happens to us, we say, why me? But whenever something good happens to us, we never say, why me? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need to also say, you know, something good happens, oh, great. Why me? No. Thank God it happened to me. Right, also, right, right.
0: You
2: know, the situation for the youngsters, the situation may not be under in your control, but the reaction to your situation will is definitely under your control. And that's
0: where you exercise your free will, how you respond uh, to a situation.
2: Yes. Yes. And uh, I would say that, you know, when I, when I, uh, when I consult people with going through very bad patches in their life, you know, some uh, bad relationships or career, I often prescribe mantra chanting. And I have seen that that helps. Mm. See, the situation may not change, but their ability to uh, address the situation or come out of it definitely improves. So some kind of, uh, you know, just as you go to a gym to strengthen your muscles, we should strengthen our adhyatmic, each one of us, you know, the youngsters who've come here should try to strengthen their adhyatmic, their atma also, in in the sense that they can handle pressures better than
0: many. Got it. So so I
1: say in my, sorry, just one last point. I say this in my, I tell them, don't be a slave to your amygdala. Now, whatever we've spoken of right now, right? If we go back and analyze our entire brain system, it's not very different. It's actually what it is. The mind or the emotions, the mana, which makes us, which gives us pleasure and pain. That is our limbic system, the amygdala part of it. Now, amygdala also uh, controls our responses and the neofrontal cortex, the brain also controls our uh, responses. The cortex takes time, it analyzes. Then it makes us respond. But emotional brain, the limbic brain is quick. I like it, I don't like it. Yeah? Doesn't allow me to think at all. So what Ashwiniji is just talking about practice, right? We have to practice controlling the reactions of our emotional brain. That comes through mantra chanting, that comes through yoga, that comes through self-discipline. When we say self-discipline, we are actually disciplining our emotional system, which runs a riot otherwise in our minds. And let brain control our decisions. So that is the most important.
0: Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we have some questions here. Uh, let's see. We have. Can this past knowledge come from past lives? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: past knowledge. Yes, there are examples. You know, where children have a uh, three-year-old start saying Sanskrit shlokas suddenly. You know, it does come. Yes. There is there are five koshas you know anna kosh pran kosh uh, vidyana kosh ananda kosh and manakosh they say well, the atma carries impressions of these three koshas that is the vidyana kosh uh, uh, ananda kosh and uh, uh, manakosh with it you know the impressions of it is carried forward even in bhagavad Gita uh, Krishna says that the new the new body will have the memories of the past. So yes, some knowledge can come. So you find people, you know, uh, who are inclined towards certain things right from very young age. That is because of their past births.
0: Got it. Hey, uh, Amiji, here's a question for you. Why does Krishna in Bhagavad Gita do the karma but give away the fruits due to such karma? Does this not break the very basis of the karma cycle?
1: Say, do the karma, but give away the fruits.
0: But give away the fruits due to such karma. Does that break the karma cycle?
1: Nothing can break the karma cycle except complete surrender. Surrender of what? Okay, so mm-hmm. there is one shloka where Krishna says, "Nishthray gunya bhava arjuna. As long as we have prakriti, the gunas, and we behave according to our gunas, and there is an expectation of a result, with the awareness that I did something, mm-hmm. there will be the karma cycle going on as it is. Got it. Now, how do we break the karma cycle? If if I, if I do something and I don't want the result to come to me, it can only happen if I don't do it. Yeah, But not doing is not an option. But doing something with the attitude of egolessness, because it must be done, not because I want to do it. Got it. That mm. attitude can break the karma cycle. Because it will mm-hmm. not generate a reaction to the action.
0: But I don't know. Uh, that's, but, uh, yes, no, yes, that makes sense. Ashwini um, uh, ji, is there a place for atheism? In Sanatana Dharma. It, athe, atheism. In? I'm assuming Sa- the question means, is there a place for atheism in Sanatana Dharma? Uh, I think that's uh, what it yes. means.
2: Uh well, a- atheism is also faith, right? Being atheist is also a faith, in, in my view. And Sanatan Dharma, I don't know whether I'll be able to answer this, but uh as I said, it propagates duality, non-duality, it propagates saguna, nirguna, it allows us to worship for trees and water and sun, and it doesn't say that you have to worship ultimately, it says that uh all paths will lead to moksha. So yes, atheism, there is a place in Sanatana Dharma. Even yeah. for atheism, I would say. Definitely. Okay. Can
1: so uh, I here? Yeah. On the atheism part. It's not directly related to atheism, but in Rigveda, there is a sukta called mm-hmm. Naasidaya Supta. Naasidya Supta. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So it talks about the origin of the universe. It gives a long theory of the origin of the universe. Yeah. And then at the end, it says, this can only be known by somebody who came before the devas. Because devas also came after the origin happened. Right? So if there is somebody who came before the devas. Maybe he knows it. Or maybe he doesn't. You know in Rigveda, Which is a theistic text so to say. There is space for doubt and questioning. Sanatan Dharma has space for doubt and questioning. What we want is our journey. And our inquiry. So atheism, I see it as a path of inquiry. Theism also is a path of inquiry, starting from different points. I would still say, don't stick to one belief system. Question, ask, realize. Shravan manan, nidhi, mm-hmm. Hear, inquire, think over it, then realize it, implement it and feel it. That is where it will take us. Rather than sticking to
2: any one belief system, just mm-hmm. because of sticking to it. And uh, Sanatan Dharma talks of Paramatma, the primordial undivided consciousness, and Paramatma also means be our divine self. So that's where we need to reach at the end of it. So isn't that uh, that's 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 like no no theism or atheism there? It's reach your own self, you know, your own divine
0: self. It's interesting that there are lots of questions here. Um... Addressing Varna. So I think we may have to do a different uh, Discussion on Varna to get to those questions. So I'm just, I'm just going to stick the, to the questions about free will and destiny So here's one more um, The division of free will and destiny appears to be artificial and more driven by Western psychology and Western thinking which are based on Abrahamic influence Sanatana Dharma views all life as one continuum do you agree? Is that your take on it, each of you? Absolutely.
1: I fully agree yeah. with the statement. Because that's what we see in uh, the, the, the panchayatani Mahabha, that shloka also, right? That everything, success, failure, anything depends on five factors. One of that is destiny. So we are not separating it
2: out. That is how life is, both together. In a continuous okay. Islamic religions do not believe in uh, reincarnation. So they do not believe, they only believe in one life. So uh, it's, it's an Sanatan dharma who believes in many lives, you know, and ultimately you break it only when you receive uh, moksha or liberation. So,
0: uh, okay. I'm looking through, okay. One last question from Deep. Deep has a lot of questions. Uh, Jack Ma and Steve Jobs, uh, was it destiny or free will or both? Uh, That is, would they have ended up in the same place anyway? Amiji? Amiji, you gave those examples.
1: I would say you tell me what it is. Is it free will, is it destiny, or is it both together working in some way? Right? Making those choices. I mean, at any point in time, both of them had a choice to carry on or to solve. And a lot of people make the sulking choice as well, right? Like, for example, in in very simple things, we have this story of Devdas who left everything, became an alcoholic just because he couldn't get the woman he loved or Romeo Juliet, yeah, something of that sort. Mm -hmm. These are the people who said, fine, whatever went, went. I am going to now go and do something else. So they made that choice. Now, because that free will happened, other things came into place and they... They, they succeeded in whatever they succeeded. Now, one might say that they failed because the destiny had larger in store for them. So, it was all still destiny. The thing is, it might still, destiny or no destiny, till they had done what they had to do, that destiny wouldn't have been unlocked. we we'll talk about unlocking destiny, right? Now, destiny in our shastras, we say it is as Ashwini Ji said, based on past karmas also considering destiny as destiny only in this one present lifetime also till there is purusha purushartha, there is no deva that one has to be very clear of even if a person is born in the most rich family people have
2: come down to rags right see even in the devi puran you know uh, uh, De- devi uh, so i am a durga bhakta so she says Aso raja ranka, pandita burkha, kari karma pravrutta. so what is important is doing the karma So karma has not even escaped God. You know, Vishnu had to fight for 5,000 years to kill Madhukaitava Asur. So it's a a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Devi kills uh, Asurs like Durdhara, Durmuka, Bidala. These are what? These are your desires, actually. These are metaphors. But karma has not escaped even gods. Even Vishnu Mm -hmm. was by Vrinda and had to take birth as Ram and Sita and, uh, you know, they had to separate their ways. So ultimately, I feel it's, Always destiny because of free will. It is never destiny versus free will.
0: Absolutely, oh, fantastically good. Yeah, yes, yeah, destiny put. because of that. that's beautiful. Um, let me see. Are there any other questions? Oh wow! Let's let let's take this last question and then we will uh, wrap it. it. Says here, um, does good karma cancel bad? Or this is from Navya. Does good karma cancel bad or do you carry both good and bad karma separately?
1: Okay, my understanding of this, yeah, there is no cancelling happening. It's like um, stacking up happening. I'm not saying that uh, the result also flow in that way, but I don't think there is a cancelling cancelling. You do something, you have to face the consequences in whatever way. It's a different thing, yeah? So, Doing one good karma, one bad karma, boom. No, it doesn't work that way. Good karma will give you whatever good result. Bad karma will also give you the bad result. That's how I So goes
2: back to, it
0: goes back to Ashwini ji's balance sheet.
2: Balance, balance sheet. So it <laughs> <so Yeah. laughs> just doesn't have an equity or a set, right? It has working capital and it has loans. So yes, they do not cancel. I agree with Amiji. And uh, what happens is the good karmas possibly uh, lead to lesser and the person on the good karma path will tend to do lesser and lesser bad karmas
0: automatically because automatically he will elevate himself in the journey. Got it. Got it. We have requests here to do more such sessions, which is very encouraging. Um, but uh, I think it's time to wrap up here. We're, we're past a few minutes. Thank you, Amiji. Thank you, Ashuniji. Um, on behalf of Indic Academy for taking time to to talk to us. I wanna tell you guys briefly what Indic Academy is. Um, We are a non-traditional university for traditional knowledge. We seek to build a global renaissance based on Indic civilizational thought. We are pursuing a multi-dimensional strategy across time, space, and cause by establishing centers of excellence, transforming intellectuals, and building an ecosystem. We are a 501c3 not-for-profit organization here in the U.S., and all contributions made to it are tax-exempt. Please visit our website, www.indicacademy.org. Explore, navigate all our activities, platforms, and initiatives. And do follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Indic Academy. Wish you all well, be in touch, and go exercise your free will. Namaste. Namaste. Shubham Bhavati. Yeah.